Detroit Sports Betters, we are back. This is Mac Wallace from Detroit Sports Betters, which can be found on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and of course, Apple and Spotify. But the NFL season is officially over and we are looking to the playoffs. Before we do, though, we need to quickly recap our NFL season because we absolutely killed it. Finishing with 63 wins on the year and 37 losses, hitting at a 63% rate. And if you have been following since week one of the NFL season, that means you are up somewhere in the vicinity of 26 units, where if you are betting $100 a game, that means you are up $2,600 on the season from just listening to the Detroit Sports Betters podcast. Cheers to you. Thank you for tuning in each and every week. I can't tell you how much I appreciate the support. People reaching out to me in the DMs, wherever it may be. Thank you. And lucky for us, we get to keep going in the NFL playoffs. And after the NFL playoffs, we are on to the NBA. This train does not stop and the wins keep coming. But speaking of the NFL playoffs, which start Saturday at 4.30 p.m., I have to shout out our proud partners in Prize Picks DFS because I know they're just as pumped for the NFL playoffs as I am. And last week when I talked about Prize Picks DFS, shout out the listeners too because when I brought up Prize Picks DFS last week, we got about 10 new signups. And I'm telling you guys, in a month, we have over a hundred signups. We have not had one negative response to Prize Picks DFS, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate them because they saw the potential in Detroit sports betters, and they are a small company as well, a a smaller brand looking to build, and we're building together, which is very very cool. And again. I really appreciate those who have tried the Prize Picks app, who have given me feedback that I can forward to them. You know, again, that's what the community is about. And with Prize Picks DFS too, I'm telling you, you can get different payouts where you can go a risky payout where it's all or nothing, or you can go a little bit safer where if you lose a couple legs, you still win money. And in addition to that, guys, I'm telling you, these player prop odds are lower than that of DraftKings that of FanDuel, that of Caesars, any of them. The only difference is you can't do single bets. They do two-leg parlays all the way up to five legs. And once again, guys, I am telling you, I have not had a single negative response. And some people have even told me that this is their app of choice now going forward. And again, they are a smaller company, so some things may be a little bit slower. But again, they're going to build. You can't expect them to be like DraftKings or a FanDuel or just one of these Goliaths. You know what I mean? It's a new company. It's a really, really cool idea. And lucky for us, they have given us a promo code, which is DSB. And that promo code DSB will get you 100% money match up to $100. Again, that is code DSB for a 100% money match. And lastly, guys, we really got to support these companies who support us, like Prize Picks DFS, who have put their faith in Detroit sports betters, in the community to help grow them, and they are going to help grow us. And I'm telling you guys, 
you will love prize picks DFS. Give it a shot for the NFL playoffs. Okay. And again, another brand that I have to talk about very, very quickly because we are going to have a lot of people coming over and listening to the podcast. And that is Global Goats NFT. And that is the new NFT company that Mike, Kyle, and myself have developed. And it is a sports gambling oriented NFT. And that's why we are getting a lot of people from the other Discord coming over and listening to the podcast because that Discord already has 7,000 members in about a week and a half, which is just crazy. But there is a lot of synergy with Detroit Sports Betters and Global Goats NFT because if you own one of the Global Goat NFTs, we are putting on a weekly pick them throughout the NFL and NBA season specifically. Remember, you do we do have to kind of uh, alter this as it goes because sports is not entirely all year round. And, you know, it gets to a point where it's like the MLB will have a couple games a day. So this will be highlighted around the NFL and NBA, but we will have a weekly pick them for those sports. And if you are the winner, you will get a thousand dollars of Ethereum. And this is a weekly contest if you own one of our NFTs. So again, Wanted to talk about that very briefly just because there is the synergy and shout out the goats who are also coming over. Some of them have joined Detroit sports betters listening to the podcast greatly appreciate them as well. And lastly, guys, before we get into the NFL playoff picks and plays Detroit sports betters has a member named David Kulik who posted a $10 Super Bowl square contest and this is to raise awareness for a girl named Lexis uh, who is 14 years old and has recently been diagnosed with leukemia. Incredibly unfortunate, but I think this is one of the great things about building a community and having the ability to give back. This is something that seems so small. You know, it is a $10 Super Bowl square. We all gamble every single day anyways. And for me, guys, this is one that actually hits very close to home because if you've been listening to the podcast since the beginning, you also know my mom passed away from leukemia when I was 21 years old. And that is why... If anyone brings up charity, if anyone brings up anything in regards to giving back, I am always game for that. And one thing I just wanted to say very quickly is the fact that when a family member or, you know, anyone is diagnosed with some sort of disease, you don't really realize how much that affects the family in terms of uh, money. You know, like my family, for one, it was a very unfortunate time. Like my mom just got a new job and she wasn't there a month. So we didn't have insurance when she got leukemia. And then when my mom passed away, all of these medical bills were just, were just poured on us. And lucky for us, we had great friends and a great community who, you know, we ran fundraisers and, you know, a little bit of everything. And it was still incredibly tough. Like it took years and years and years for my family to recover. So just wanted to make a point of that. I think that is one of the beautiful things about having a great community and especially a community that gambles every single day. This is a $10 Super Bowl square. Gentleman's name, gentleman's name is David Kulik, K-U-L-I-K, if you need to look up the, the Super Bowl square post. So again, guys, please check that out. Always, always good to give back. There are a lot of people struggling nowadays. 
And again, you know, as you guys, uh, if, if you've tuned in, you've heard me talk about it before. A lot of my brands and the things I do live on through my mom now. And this is the stuff that I love. And this is what it's about to build a community and give out those wins, baby. So then we have a little money to give to the community, to give to the charity and stuff like that. So guys, again, if you've been tuning in all year long and I've won you some money, go buy a Super Bowl square for me and help out that girl. Okay. Thank you. I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. But with that being said, let's get into the NFL playoff picks and plays. This will be a little different because I'm going to do every single game, okay? Every single game, and this will be a 100% confidence level. And right now, my most confident play going into the NFL playoffs this weekend is the Raiders going against the Cincinnati Bengals. And right now, the Las Vegas Raiders are getting five and a half points. And that is exactly where I'm going to go in this one. For starters, the Raiders are six and two against the spread as road underdogs. And since 2012, quarterbacks making their first playoff start are 11 and 31 overall. Both Derek Carr and Joe Burrow are making their first start this weekend in turn, making me think that this is going to be a slower game and a closer game, okay? Both of these teams also played back in week 11, if you can recall, and the Bengals won 33-13, to 13, I believe, but with six minutes left in the game, the score was actually 16-13 to 13 Bengals before the Raiders fell apart, and... On top of that, the biggest concern all season long with the Cincinnati Bengals is the sacks given up per game. On the season, the Cincinnati Bengals have given up 51 sacks. Some of their offensive linemen are still questionable heading into the playoffs. And then the Las Vegas Raiders actually have one of the highest pressure rates per play in the entire NFL. I think this means a slower game for the Raiders and the Bengals, and I also think this means a closer game for the Raiders and the Bengals. A lot of people are expecting this huge explosive game. I believe the total is 49 and a half, 49, somewhere around there. I actually personally like the under. I think this is going to be a game where both teams sputter early. You know, the again, going back to the fact that these are two quarterbacks making their first playoff starts, I think there could be some nerves. Um, and just in turn, making this a much slower game. If you even look back to when they played in week 11, it was 16 to 13 with six minutes left to play. It still finished with a 45 total and would have went under. I personally do not see fireworks. I don't think there's, I mean, these are two defenses, the Cincinnati Bengals and the Las Vegas Raiders. They are both just gritty and they play incredibly hard I don't see this going over 49. I think it's going to be a little colder. One statistic that did scare me a little bit is with Derek Carr. He is 0-5 in games under 30 degrees. But all I believe four of those games were within a touchdown. Okay, so still very similar. And I think more than anything, the statistic that gets me here is the 11 and 31 when quarterbacks are making their first start. Again, both these quarterbacks making their first playoff start. I think it's going to be a, a take a little time to uh, shake off the cobwebs, get it right, and get both offenses clicking. And by the time that both offenses do get clicking, I think it's going to be a, going to be too late. This remains close, and the under hits. So in this one, I will be going with the Las Vegas Raiders plus five and a half, and the under 49.
Moving on to the New England Patriots facing off against the Buffalo Bills. Currently, the Buffalo Bills have a minus four spread. And that is where we'll be going in this one. Right now, the Buffalo Bills are clicking and maybe one of the hotter teams heading into the playoffs because they have won four games in a row after their loss in overtime to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. In addition to that, one of those wins were against the New England Patriots where the Buffalo Bills won 33-21. But on the season, both of these teams have split. Okay, they have split. So they are one and one on the season. On the other hand, though, Mac Jones, again, tying into that statistic, is making his first playoff start. Okay, 11 and 31 with quarterbacks making their first playoff start, hitting at around a 25% rate. And then in addition to that, Mac Jones is not nearly playing as good late in the season than he was early in the season. And he's going against Josh Allen. Josh Allen is one of the better quarterbacks in all of the NFL. He can run, he can pass, he can take over for his team when he needs to. And to me, Josh Allen is just too talented for the New England Patriots. All season long, I have never really bought into the Patriots. I haven't felt like they were as good as they were portraying. And, you know, for those times, the Patriots were proving me wrong. But towards the tail end of the season, you know, they got spanked by the Dolphins last week. They really did. And I think carrying over now, going into Buffalo, you know, into Buffalo, where the weather is going to be favoring the Bills this time. Last time in Buffalo, the weather did not favor them. If, in fact, you see a shift in weather where it's going to be snowy, where it's going to be windy, yes, then I might change to the Patriots. But if it's little wind and just cold, I'm going to be with the Bills all day long. They have more weapons. They can pass far better. Josh Allen can use his legs as well if he if he decides to, which I would assume he does when it's in the playoffs and it's do or die, you know. So again, the Bills just have more weapons here. I'm okay with this four points. I think the Bills win by seven here. I think they might win by 10 once again. They are the better team than the Patriots. They have a better defense than the Patriots. If, in fact, the Bills get up early, say they get up 10-0, say they get up 14-0, and the Patriots have to throw the football to come back, man, I believe that's going to be troublesome for Mac Jones, and the Patriots are going to get an early exit. I think it's going to be potentially by double digits if that happens. So I will be with the Bills minus four here, but again, this is one to monitor the weather leading till kickoff. The next game that we will be looking at is the San Francisco 49ers going against the Dallas Cowboys. Right now, that is a Cowboys minus three spread, and I will be on the Cowboys minus three in this one. And this one really sucks. It really sucks because these two teams are two of my dark horses to potentially make a Super Bowl run, and they have to face off the first week of the wild card. And for me, it's the Cowboys, like I said. And it's the Cowboys because the Cowboys are five and one against the spread in their last six games as favorites. And then in addition to that, they have been eight and three against the spread after a straight up win. Cowboys won again last week in week 18. Yeah, <laughs> you keep forgetting there's like 18 weeks in the NFL. It's going to be a little weird for a while, but they won coming into the wild card. 
And now going against this 49ers team where, you know, this is one of the probably worst draws that you could have because for the Cowboys, they do, if there is a spot to beat Dallas, it's running the football, which the San Francisco 49ers are amazing at. You know, if the 49ers can control the ground game, they can control the upfront in the trenches. Yes, I could see the San Francisco 49ers getting the upset over the Dallas Cowboys. But I think that is their only route of victory. Dallas, on the other hand, I think has more methods of victory. They can run the, they can, eh, I don't want to say they can run the football like the 49ers, but they can also run the football. And then they have weapons like Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Dalton Schultz, um, Cedric Wilson, who's even been coming on as of late. They have a lot of weapons. And then when you make the comparison of Dak Prescott to Jimmy Garoppolo, Okay. You know, and at times I like Jimmy, but the se- this season he has 20 touchdowns to 12 interceptions. He's thrown an interception in over 50% of his games, and he's thrown two interceptions at around a 25% rate this season. And if you give the Dallas Cowboys the football two extra times in this game, they will cover this minus three spread. Okay. And then when you have people like Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence rushing Jimmy Garoppolo, when his hand is still hurt, that could be troublesome for the San Francisco 49ers. And then you also have Trayvon Diggs on the back end who has had 11 interceptions on the season. So once again, if Dallas can get up early and force the 49ers to throw, I really think the 49ers could be in trouble. But but going back to my Trayvon Diggs comment with the 11 interceptions, Diggs has also given up the most receiving yards in the NFL. And then when going against someone like Debo Samuel, I mean, Debo probably run a little bit more on the slot or Ayuk, whoever that may be, that means he's susceptible to double moves, which San Francisco and their receivers are very fast. They're quick. They're good route runners. So I like the over 50 here. I think this is a high number, high total, but I, I love it, especially if the Cowboys get a couple touchdowns early, forcing the 49ers to come back. But there are just too many weapons in this game for me. I understand both teams have solid defenses, but the 49ers' pass defense has been terrible. They run a ton of zone. You can pick them apart. That's C.D. Lamb. That's Dalton Schultz. That's where they eat. And then eventually, I'm sure he's going to hit Amari Cooper in a little hole down the sideline in a, in a cover two or something like that. And then you have guys like Debo Samuel and George Kittle and, and Brandon Ayuk coming back after you you know so again i like this over 50 i think there's too many weapons in this game and i could see a a couple turnovers happening which create quick scores okay so again i'm gonna be on the cowboys minus three here and the over 50 Moving on, moving on. We have the Arizona Cardinals going against the LA Rams. This is a minus four spread for the Rams. And that's exactly where I'm going in this one. And this is just another game where we have a quarterback making his first start. And that is Kyler Murray. And for me, you know, you guys have probably heard me talk about this on the podcast before, and I am not a a Kyler Murray believer. I'm just not. I think he's a talented quarterback. I think he can get you wins. Maybe he can get you a playoff win, but I don't think you're going to win an NFC championship with him. I don't think you're going to win a Super Bowl championship with him. I just don't believe it because when you have a matchup like this and you have guys like Aaron Donald coming after you, you have guys like Von Miller coming after you who are just enormous, getting their hands up in the air. 
the offensive line has to be so different. You know, you have to create windows with the offensive line. Kyler Murray's drop back is three, four, five yards further than most quarterbacks. So it really, it, it does. It changes things. It does. And the LA Rams too, they are not a slow defense. I think Kyler Murray is going to do his thing. I think he's going to try and use his legs as much as possible because you know, this Arizona Cardinals team does have J.J. Watt coming back. They possibly do have DeAndre Hopkins coming back, but both are incredibly limited in practice from early reports. So now you're going against a Rams team who has Matt Stafford at quarterback, who, again, he has his hot and cold games, but so does Kyler Murray. You know, and then you have Cooper Cup, you have OBJ, you have Tyler Higby, uh, Cam Akers is back, Sony Michel. And then when you're comparing the Rams – weapons on offense and defense you know the Aaron Donald the Jalen Ramsey the Von Miller um, Floyd to that of the Arizona Cardinals they're just outmatched offensively and defensively and yes I do think some of these guys are coming back but it's a lot to ask for for a team in one week to place DeAndre Hopkins back in and have everything be good place J.J. Watt back in there and have everything be good. That's just not how the NFL works. And then DeAndre Hopkins' worst nightmare is Jalen Ramsey, who, you know, he's basically, he's a shutdown corner. He's one of the top three shutdown corners in the NFL. So the first week you come back, you get to face Jalen Ramsey. That don't sound too fun to me. And, you know, the Rams did lose last week, but before that they won five in a row. They were one of the hotter teams in all of football. And the 49ers were in one of those situations where they needed that game more than the Rams. They did. Of course, the Rams want to win the division and still did win the division. But the San Francisco 49ers were in a do or die spot last week against the Rams. And, you know, that could even be something with the Cowboys. How much effort did they expel last week against the Rams? I don't know. I remains to be seen. But. With the Rams, they were the hottest team in football. And generally, like you guys have heard me talk, when you win three, four, five games in a row, you are due for a letdown spot. So it might even be good that the Rams lost last week to the San Francisco 49ers. They're coming in against the Arizona Cardinals like their ass is on fire. I could see this being a double-digit game for the Rams. I just, I really don't see the Cardinals taking this one. I don't. I, the more I talk about this, the more I like the Rams. I need to move this up the list, boy. But yeah, Rams minus four here. I think Matty Ice can get this done. You know, he has, uh, he has more playoff experience than that of Kyler Murray. And I, I understand it wasn't always that great, but experience is experience. And he has a much better team this time than in years past. So I'm excited to watch this game. I got to imagine you guys are too. And I'll be on the Rams minus four here. And these last two games are going to be pretty quick because these two are just like whatever's to me. And it's the Pittsburgh Steelers going against the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are minus 12 and a half, a huge number for the playoffs. But I'll be on the Chiefs minus 12 and a half here. And you guys have heard me talk about the Steelers all year. And I'm honestly getting sick of talking about it because I can't believe this team made the playoffs. The Colts just absolutely blew it because the Steelers are trash. They are absolutely trash, okay? They have one of the worst offensive lines in all of football. You know, Najee Harris, shout him out because 
if it wasn't for him, they would still have one of the worst rushing attacks in all of football because uh, he, he creates so much yardage after contact. He is a beast, and he's definitely someone I'm going to be targeting for years and years in fantasy. And if you got him in a dynasty, shout you out. There's a lot of really good dynasty players that you potentially could have got this year. But getting back to this game, when you evaluate, when you evaluate the Pittsburgh Steelers, and it absolutely – drives me nuts because a lot of this just comes down to how weak their division was down the stretch the covid stuff that was occurring they got to play the seahawks when russell wilson got hurt mid-game and geno smith came in and couldn't move the ball at all they got to play the titans with no derrick henry or no aj brown they had the ravens two-point conversion game they had uh the ravens without without lamar and under unmanned in week 18 you know you can tell this just frazzles me because this was one of my calls I thought they would go, what did I say, 7-10 and 10 this year. And I still think this team should have went 7-10. and 10. And I could not believe it. One of my buddies actually had the audacity to text me and say, the Steelers, boy, I told you about the Steelers, boy. And my exact response was, the Steelers suck. And I just left it at that. I didn't respond no more because this team sucks. This team sucks. I think they're going to get blown out. It's not a confident pick because 12 and a half points is a ton of points in any game. 12 and a half is a lot of points, but I think the Steelers are too good offensively, too good defensively. Big Ben really can't move the ball. So Chiefs minus 12 and a half for me. Um, yeah, not much, not much else to say there. Just get it done in Arrowhead and get the Steelers out of there. Moving on to the Philadelphia Eagles going against the Tampa Bay Bucks. And this is my least confident pick of the week because this is a nine and a half point spread for the Tampa Bay Bucks. And I am siding with the Tampa Bay Bucks here because I just don't think the Eagles can get it done. But it's a very tough one because there's so much unknown with the Buccaneers. You know, they lost Chris Godwin. They lost Antonio Brown. But they do get Leonard Fournette back, you know, playoff Lenny. Dangerous, dangerous man. I, I mean, honestly, with his playoffs and stuff like that, I would take those props. You know what I mean? Just because every year he has killed it in the playoffs. And they also get back Giovanni Bernard, who I don't know how many snaps he's going to get, but he is a very good third down back, very capable. And this is still a team that has Mike Evan and Rob Gronkowski on the outside. And this Eagles team is just, they're just not that good. You know, you got to remember we're adding another seed. There are seven teams in the playoff now. And that seventh team, there's a chance that they won't be that good. And that's kind of how the Eagles are. They're very good at running the football, but the Tampa Bay Bucks are one of the top teams in the NFL at stopping the run. And something with Jalen Hurts, I like Jalen Hurts. He makes some very big plays for his team. He can always get you two, three, four plays of maybe 20 to 40 yards, you know, just to put you in a spot to get points. But he will also make two, three, four throws where he just misses his guy. He just completely misses his guy. And I could definitely see that happening here because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers definitely can pressure and rush the quarterback. And because of that, I don't think the Eagles will score many points. I don't see them scoring more than even 14 points, I would say. And because of that, I like the Tampa Bay Bucks minus nine and a half. And I also like the under 46 here. I think this Tampa Bay Bucks team especially the defense. I think they're really going to lean on that defense here. And I think they're going to lean on that run game far more than usual. You know, without Chris Godwin, without Antonio Brown, you have, 
you have to change uh, your offense around your scheme. You, you just have to, you know, and that whole Antonio Brown thing, I still don't understand why Antonio Brown exactly walked off the field. I hear one thing and then I'm kind of watching that full send podcast where it's a pretty interesting interview if you ever want to watch that. But yeah, I, I don't know. The whole thing is wild, but regardless, I do think the Tampa Bay Bucks will have to change their scheme around and I still think they'll cover that minus nine and a half spread. Both the Steelers game, the Steelers and Chiefs game, and the Eagles and Bucks name are game are two of my uh, least confident picks, and that's kind of why I just I really don't know with those two. But you know, I wanted to give you guys a little bit of something for every game of the playoffs, and let's recap. And uh, we are starting with the Las Vegas Raiders going against the Cincinnati Bengals. We will be on the Raiders plus five and a half, and I also like the under forty nine there. In addition to that, we have the New England Patriots going against the Buffalo Bills. That is a minus four spread for Buffalo, and we will be with the Bills minus four. The San Francisco 49ers are on the road going against the Dallas Cowboys. That is the Cowboys minus three spread. We will be on the Cowboys minus three. We will also have the over 50. The Arizona Cardinals travel on the road to L.A. to face off against the Rams. The Rams have a minus four spread, and we will be with the Rams in that one. The Steelers travel on the road to face off against the Chiefs. The Chiefs have a minus 12 and a half spread, and we will be with the Chiefs minus 12 and a half in that one. Lastly, we have the Philadelphia Eagles going against the Tampa Bay Bucks. The Buccaneers have a minus nine and a half spread. We will be on the Bucks minus nine and a half. We will also have the under 46 in that one. And that is it, guys, for the Detroit Sports Betters Podcast Wild Card Edition. I gave you all six of my games this week, but remember, these are listed in confidence level, and you do always have to research your own picks and plays leading up to kickoff because a lot can happen. You know, COVID is still going on. Remember to track that weather, like I said, for the Patriots and Bills. And let's continue to get this money wildcard weekend. I am Matt Koalas from Detroit Sports Betters. I appreciate you tuning in this week and I appreciate you tuning in all season long. Have a good one, guys. Once again, I am Matt Koalas and I am out. Peace, y'all.